Hi, and welcome back to the Arrows of Christ podcast. I am Pastor Megan. And I'm Pastor Paige. It's so good to be with you guys again as we continue to look at the Arrows of Christ using the Arrows of Taylor Swift. Yes, yes. And today we are going through the era of Fearless. So this is the Fearless album. This was her first re-record, her first album that she re-owned herself. Um, Taylor's version. Taylor's version, yes. So the era is 2008, 2009 to 2010. Color is gold. Um, So it's sparkling, romanticism, fairy tales, hopefulness. Um, So that's fearless. So, but Paige, when did you first discover the Fearless album? Well, it's been a process, right? Yeah. Um, I heard White Horse way back in December of 2008 when it was released Mm -hmm. um, and fell in love with it. And I fell in love with it because of where I was in my life. Yeah. I had just, um, my marriage had just come to it's at least a spiritual conclusion. It's legal conclusion took a little more time. Um, and White Horse became an anthem. Okay. Became a song that gave me hope in a time when I needed it. Yeah. And and I've discovered the album more just this week as mm-hmm. we've listened to it to prepare for this. Um getting to know more of the music around it and not yeah. the releases, right? Like yeah. I know. The ones that were released. Love mm-hmm. Story, You Belong to Me, yeah. White Horse, uh, yeah. Fairy Tale. Every day was a fairy tale. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Um, I knew those, 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But some of the others I didn't know as well. And so mm-hmm. I discovered it, you know, in 2008 before it was an album. Yeah. And in 2023. <laughs> what about yeah. you? So for me, this was my first Taylor album. This was the first one. I owned the first one that I did the deep dive into. I was never the Swifty that did the Easter eggs that tried to figure out what all the lyrics and everything meant. I just like, this is making me feel a lot and I really like it. Um, So Fearless came out towards the end of college for me as my senior year of college. And to me, this album took me back to high school. Okay. Um, took me back to those feelings of high school, those feelings of like early love, of innocent young love um, mm-hmm. that I think you really see a lot on debut and fearless. Yeah. Um, and just thought of my friends that I grew up with, that mm-hmm. group of people that helped me get through some really hard times in the early 2000s. And this album sort of became that like, oh, this is really nice, or this could be really nice, or I'm going to scream sing this song for the rest of my life. (laughs) And I do. I do. There's, you know, songs that I still, as soon as it comes up on the playlist, gets turned up louder and gets sung louder and, you know. I mean, I scream sing to White Horse. Yes, for very different reasons. Clearly. (laughs) Yes. I mean, can I say that this is because I scream saying to wait yeah of yeah. course of always course that is yeah um not because it's fall in northeast ohio yeah yeah uh but that i hear that right mm-hmm. like now there were some pretty specific things in it right there's you yes have a senior in high school 
or senior in college, Megan, yes, yes. Swiftiverse. Yes. So what we discovered, especially with these re-releases, and I think it's something we're going to discover as we get to the next couple of albums, and we still have three that will be re-released. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to be true for those albums as well, is that the, we'll have a verse or a song from when it first came out. Right. That when we first discovered this album. But now we're both a little bit older than we were when we first discovered these songs. Um, have lived some life Have since lived then. some more life, had some more life experiences that, you know, happened to us. We met each other. We've met each other mm-hmm. in the process of this. Um, so 2009, Megan would have been 24, 25. And the song that I think was the song that I scream sang at that point was You Belong to Me. Okay. Um, my crushes back in high school and college were everything. Mm-hmm. It was, I put my whole self into them. Um, you know, regardless of who the guy was, I was going to end up with them. We were going to have this big, huge, beautiful life, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Some things change and life happens and you realize, nope, there's a reason why those things never worked out. Yeah. But, you know, thinking of, you know, how I looked at love at 24, 25, mm-hmm. the lyrics that stood out to me from You Belong With Me was dreaming about the day when you wake up and find that what you've been looking for has been here the whole time. Mm. Sort of a lot of my guy friends very close with, always sort of had that like maybe could it be something but they were always dating someone else and it was like but I'm right here right I'm everything that you've said you've wanted Mm -hmm. um or what I think probably more what I think you should want um well because you're fantastic thank you thank you but so that those lyrics I think as I was listening to it especially this past week was just like huh yeah, though that's that's how Megan looked at love at that point. It was right. like, just I'm right here, right, been here the whole time, <laughs> you know, type of thing. So that was definitely where I was, and the relationships I think I focused on mm-hmm. at that age oh, were, okay. you know, I have a wonderful group of friends, um, but it was in your twenties. It's like you're supposed to find the person you're gonna settle down with. All these things. So that was, I think, the lyrics that I was drawn to at that time was all these love things, you know, the the romantic type partner love, Mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, shockingly, uh, came from White Horse. Really? You don't say. I know. That song was salvation to me. Mm -hmm. And I know that's maybe a little sacrilegious to say on a podcast about Jesus, but that song was um, put into words. It was the song of my heart. Yeah. Yeah. In that season. Um, and so I come back to verses 33 or lines 33 and 34 in mm-hmm. White Horse, which says, I'm going to find someone someday who might actually treat me well. Yeah. And there's just this reminder, right, mm-hmm. that I don't need someone on a white horse to come and save me. Yeah. And I'm going to find someone who's going to treat me like a partner. Mm-hmm. And that's an on, you know, always a journey yeah. looking yeah. for how we understand love, who we're looking for, who we're trying to find partners with. And I 
I think that's some of the power of this album and so much mm -hmm. of her music. Right? Yes, yes. Is the way it explores love in a lot mm -hmm. of different ways. Yeah. And as I listened to especially the love songs on mm -hmm. this album. Yeah. Over the last um, week, I thought, oh, man, she's had her heart broken, but she's not giving up. She no. hasn't lost hope. Yeah. She's fearless. She's fearless and hopeful. Right? Yes. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm gonna find someone who's gonna treat me well, uh -huh. right? Yes. Um, and that to me is where it speaks into the Jesus story. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Yes. That this idea of fearlessness and hope mm -hmm. that goes along with that, right? Yeah. So when I was listening to the album, thinking about uh, our conversation this week, yeah, and some of it is the gold color. Yes. brought this to mind yeah. but is jesus spending 40 days in the desert mm. right mm -hmm. that yeah. was one of yours too. yes yeah. yes it's you'll find throughout our episodes we'll have a couple overlapping stories mm. but we'll pick them for different reasons so right. yeah right. as i thought about jesus being in the desert there's this hope mm -hmm. in him mm -hmm. when he says i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna be I'm gonna not eat for 40 days yeah um I mean, hi. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put myself in a position where I have to face some hard things, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna know that I can do it. Yeah, that I can get through that. That I can come out the other side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he does because yes, Jesus. Yes. Um, but it's not without its struggles. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And I looked at this as he was fearless in what he had to do. Mm -hmm. um, this story takes place after, right after Jesus was baptized. Mm -hmm. And he goes out into the desert and prays for 40 days. And as like Paige said, he does not eat for those 40 days. And he's tempted three times. Um, the first time is, you know, the tempter comes and says, well, if you turn these rocks into bread, you will eat forever. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, man cannot live by bread alone. And goes on his way. And then um, the tempter comes back and tempts him with. Um, jump off the temple. Yes, jump off the temple and you will live because you, of course, because you're the son of God, you will live. And, and angels will come and catch you. Yes. He says, quoting scripture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you have him like, you know, all of this will be yours. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, there probably a lot of fear that maybe was there of well what if I just give in a little bit because I am really hungry it's been it's been 40 days I mean I can't not eat for like 40 minutes yeah so, so you know but there was fearlessness in there that he knew he was bigger than all of those temptations all the temptations that were going to be coming right you know so that to me that story embodies fearless right of all of the things and gives us hope, right? That, you know, we can do these things, mm -hmm. that we can be fearless in the things that God puts in front of us. Right. Yeah. But this wasn't the only fearless moment for you, right? No. What was the no. other story? I loved this idea because I didn't think of it at yes. all. So okay. what was your other one? So my other one is Jesus walking on water. Okay. Um, and go with me. It's a little bit of a stretch. Um, you will find at some point we will start talking about some more of the people that Jesus interacts mm -hmm. with. 
Um, but this one for me, when I started thinking about fearless, this was one of the first stories I think okay. that I was like, yes, this needs to be a part of this album, this era. Um, and Jesus has just helped feed the 5,000. Okay. Um, and he sends the disciples on their way in a boat on the Sea of Galilee. Okay. He goes off and prays. Like he does. Like he does. And a storm comes. Not just like a normal storm. No. A huge storm that's rocking the boat that's making the disciples very scared. Right. Even those who are fishermen. Yes. Even those who are fishermen. Because they're like, this has never happened before. What's going on? And all of a sudden they see this figure walking towards them. And they start getting scared. Because they're, it must be a ghost because mm. no one can walk on water. Right. And Jesus goes, it's me. Don't be afraid. Paraphrase. <laughs> all of our, speaking of which, all of our um, show notes with our gospels, with our um, scripture. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the word. The scriptures will be listed on our website, pastorswifties.com. Yes. So check that out. For all of the scripture references. Mm-hmm. So he's walking on water. Telling the disciples do not be afraid. The disciples are freaking out. Because now this ghost is talking to us. Right? Oh terrifying. And Peter. Who is my favorite disciple. Dear sweet dense Peter. Questioning. Always needs to know the why. Mm-hmm. Peter. Goes. Well, then call me out to you, master. And he goes out and he walks for a little bit mm-hmm. on the water until I think Peter does what all of us do. And he starts overthinking yeah, and starts going the, oh, wait, I'm walking on water. How is this possible? Why am I doing this? And he immediately starts sinking. Right. And Jesus grabs him and says, don't, isn't your faith bigger than your fear? Hmm. something along those lines and to me that's jesus reaching out with his fearlessness to peter and helping him up and back on the boat because that to me is what jesus is he's our helper with fearlessness Mm -hmm. he's the one that shows you can do this right it's gonna be hard it's gonna be scary you're gonna sink sometimes but i'm gonna be there to help pick you up and to me that while it might not be a traditional fearless story but we're sort of defining what we get to that define looks what they like. look like to me that is like an act of him being fearless in the way he cares for his people right. that are with him do you know what that made me think of a little bit hmm. is best day yeah where you know um in best day she talks about some a bad experience right mm-hmm. and yeah. how her mom takes her away from there to have this better experience Mm -hmm. and the power of Christ to come alongside us when we need that, when we Mm -hmm. have, when we're full of fear, help us find new meaning and new purpose out of the the tough things that we are inevitably going to face. Right. Yes. Yes. That's beautiful. And something that we'll find on some of our other errors as well is, We have another story that's the same. Mm -hmm. So Paige, do you want to talk a little bit about that other story? Yeah. So Jesus didn't suddenly become fearless when he goes to, you know, 40 days in the desert, right? And walk on water. 
he comes by this, um, I think, honestly, right? Mm-hmm. He, we have this great story of Jesus at 12. It's mm-hmm. the only, we talked about this last week, but it's the only story we have from when Jesus is a young kid, a teenager. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he has traveled with his family, his extended family, mom, dad, cousins, siblings, all the people. Yes. To go to Jerusalem for Passover, which is a, one of the things you would do. There was hope that you mm-hmm. would have next Passover in Jerusalem. Yeah. And so he goes with his family and mm-hmm. he has such a good time. Yeah. That he stays. He doesn't want to go home. When everybody else leaves. Yes. And doesn't tell anyone. Doesn't tell anyone. Mm-mm. And Mary was not fearless. No, not in this moment. <laughs> not in this moment. She was terrified, as you would be if your yes. 12-year-old was missing. Especially the son of God. Exactly. Right? Missing. Not only your 12-year-old. But the man that's going to save the world. Right. <laughs> Right. And we've misplaced him. And we've misplaced him. Oops. We can't get another. Right. <laughs> so Mary and Joseph go back and they mm-hmm. find Jesus in the temple. Sitting amongst the teachers. Sitting amongst the teachers. And he's like, what? This is where I'm supposed to be. Uh-huh. Not afraid. Why are oh, you worried about me? Yeah. Yeah. He's completely fearless. He's so ahead of his time, too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What 12-year-olds. Yeah. You know, stays behind and isn't afraid, mm-hmm. you know, for a long period of time, right? They got pretty far away before they came back. Yeah. Um. So he would have been there without his parents for a long time. Yeah. And so I think there's real power, too, in, in the way that he was sort of ahead of his age, you know, mm-hmm. time-wise. And yeah. I think Taylor's lyrics are often that way. Yes. And there's yes. some people who love that about her. Yeah. There's some people who really hate that. They, mm-hmm. They're like, what 16-year-old, what 18-year-old has this? Yeah. And, and to me, I think she's got a deep imagination. She's mm-hmm. been through some some experiences that she's yeah. willing to commit to lyrics and mm-hmm. is willing to share that with us. Yeah. And so that was the other story that we both thought about. Now, you had mm-hmm. you had some different reasons that it jumped out at you or well, did I think, cover them? I, yeah, I think that was a lot of it was, it was, you know, first the fearlessness of staying behind knowing where he's supposed to be, the fearlessness of talking back to your parents, of saying, of course I'm going to be here. Where else would I be? <laughs> I mean, at 12, I that would have gotten me grounded yes. for talking back to my parents. Yes. Um, you know, and it starts that whole, why are you looking for me where you knew exactly where I was going to mm. be? You know, sort of gives us a precursor of where we're going to find him. In right the future, in the future. You know, the people that he's sitting with that maybe he shouldn't be sitting with. Mm-hmm. You know, causing trouble in the temple. Spoiler alert: It happens again, multiple times. Yep. Um, that's another album in another era. Though. Right, right. We'll come back to that. Yes, one. but you know, that sort of you know, with Jesus being ahead of his time, Taylor, you know, her lyrics being ahead of his time. I think that's what's so neat about the re-releases mm. is. That we get the album as it was. And I think there were like eight, 13 or so tracks on the original album. But then when it was re-released, we got the album that Taylor wanted to release. You know, so I think that's really neat to have her be able to do that new stamp. And sort of how Jesus has put his stamp on Mm. these stories of, you know, 
how we think about these different eras. You know, we'll, I'll have, well, this is why I think this is, and you'll have the same thing, mm-hmm. but it's all right. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I taught Paige about that um, I was, I figured you would know about this is the track five. Okay. Tell me about track five. Megan. So track five for Taylor is, and I think it's more of her fans. And now that she knows her fans look for the track five, just like she plans out everything. She plans out what's her track right. five. She's so a mastermind. She is a mastermind. <laughs> um, but her track five is usually the most emotional, the most storytelling, the most tear jerking showcases of vulnerability mm-hmm. in her. Um, so the track five on debut was Cold As You. Okay. Track five on Fearless is White Horse. Mm. We'll, we'll discuss the other track fives as they come. Right. Because they all say a lot about Taylor. In that era. In that era. And what she's trying to get across to her fans. Right. What she wants them to feel. Right. Um, there was an article I found, and I'll we'll link it in our show notes, that ranked all of her 10 track fives. Okay. And one of the rating was if you need to call your therapist or not on the ranking. Or are you going to pick up your hairbrush and scream sing along to it? I think Paige would put a five out of five for uh-huh. White Horse, you know, for that being your track five. Yeah. But you, as I was explaining to you what track five was. Yeah. And one of our questions that we're going to ask you all, our Mm -hmm. listeners and our viewers who are Mm -hmm. watching our podcast, are what would your track five of Jesus be? Yeah. So when I first posed that to you, you were like, I don't know. I have no idea. But then as I started explaining it more to you, you got really excited about one of the things that you did. Yeah. And it's 40 days in the desert. Yes. Right? Is not Jesus so vulnerable Mm -hmm. in that moment? I mean, look, being tempted like that, I need yeah. to call my therapist, yeah, right? Yeah, You can have Jesus. Call my dad. You can have Jesus God. and a therapist, y'all. But yeah, yeah. This idea that he goes out and mm-hmm. just bears himself yes. to the, the temptations of the mm-hmm. world, the, the, the tempter. And yeah. there's some power, so much power in the mm-hmm. vulnerability that's yes. there. Yes, I would agree. Um, yeah, because there's the vulnerability, there's, you know, he's trying to figure out what his life is going to look like Mm -hmm. for the next three-ish years. Right. You know, struggling with the mantle that he's going to be carrying, um, all the things that he knows he's going to have to do, you know, struggling with the, I'm really going to have to heal these people. I'm really going to have to talk to these people. All of those things Mm -hmm. of this is a lot. Right. And we sort of get that again later on in his yep. life of the, oh my gosh, I'm holding a lot. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of our first glimpse of all that he's holding right. yeah. and all that he's going to experience. So I would say the 40 days in the desert or the temptation of Christ, however, whatever gospel you're looking at. Right. Right. Would definitely be a track five. I think so. On his album. On his fearless. On yeah. his fearless album. Yeah. 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 He, so we've talked a lot about the hopefulness Mm -hmm. and the romanticism of fearless. There's another word that comes up to describe fearless and that's sparkly. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, I know bejeweled is later, but sparkly. She's this album was, is considered sort of her 
sparkly era, right? And yes. the you saw the concert. I did. She I had did. Sparkly dresses. She right? had lots of sparkly dresses. I was very lucky. I got to see Fearless twice, once in Columbus and once in Cleveland. And yeah, it was so good. It was back in the days when you didn't have to fight Ticketmaster for tickets or figure out what you were going to have to sell to be able to buy, purchase tickets. Um, but yeah, like she started with You Belong With Me. Mm-hmm. She came out in the band uniform that halfway through came off and she was in her sparkly dress and mm. just a beautiful show that represented those two eras, her debut and her fearless era. Right. Um, but yes, there's a lot of transforming. Right. That happened on stage. And super and sparkly. And sparkly right. transformations. When we talked about sparkly there was yes. one story that just immediately came to mind. Yes. And that's the transfiguration. Okay. So in this story, Jesus goes up a mountain with um, three of his closest disciples. Mm-hmm. And they go up and Jesus is transfigured. Mm-hmm. He is momentarily changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and his clothes are sparkling white. And yeah. that's the part of the interpretation of the language yeah. there. He's literally sparkling white Mm -hmm. and his disciples are like, Hey, let's build houses here. Stay here. Never move. Never do anything else. Only live in this moment. Yes. Right. Freeze this moment in time. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is this moment in Jesus story where the disciples realize he's so much more than um, just a teacher. Mm-hmm. that he's the son of God yeah. that, and he has a bigger purpose. Mm-hmm. It's hard for them to yeah. accept that. Some yeah. of the stories that come later mm-hmm. make that clear. But then I'm listening to the album this week yeah. and I get to Hey Steven. Okay. And the chorus of Hey Steven is Hey Steven, you look like an angel. It is. It is. Which is exactly how Jesus looked mm-hmm. at the top of the mountain in yes. that transfiguration moment. Yes. And I think there's also a lyric that says, and shine, shine, shine. Right. So very transfiguration. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, in some of the, the songs, there is a sense of, let's stay here in this mm-hmm. place. Yeah. They're not all that way. No. Many of them, in fact, are very the opposite. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but this idea of we're going to be here. And let's not leave this glorious, joyful, everything yeah. is okay place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Jesus got to go back down the mountain. Yes. And Jesus got to go with him. All the other things. Right. And that sort of leads us to our next little question is, where is God or where are images of faith mm-hmm. in her music? And you came up with one as we were talking about all of the different songs that are right. on this album. So why don't you talk a little about that one? Um, we are looking at Jesus stories, right? Yes. And one of the things that Jesus does after he comes down the mountain, and I think mm-hmm. before, yeah. is Jesus is a healer, mm-hmm. right? Much like White Horse was a healing song yes. for me. Jesus yes. is a healer. And the people that he healed were often called untouchable. Yes, they were. They were people who you didn't interact with. They were considered Mm -hmm. spiritually and physically unclean, but Jesus didn't care. Yeah. He reached out to them. He wanted them to have a little taste of heaven. Such a great line. Yeah. It is. It is. 
That's actually one of the lyrics. Right. It wasn't just a beautiful play. Like, no. <laughs> one of the lyrics from this song is Little Taste of Heaven. Mm-hmm. And it's just such, Jesus is that little taste of heaven for them. Um, of the promise of what's to come. Right. Of the hope of okay. what's to come. You know, so that little taste of heaven yeah. is just such a beautiful lyric, mm-hmm. but also a beautiful representation of who Jesus right. is. Right. And who we're called to be as yes. followers of Christ. Yeah. Like we're called to give people tastes of heaven, glimpses mm-hmm. of heaven, I've said before, yeah. that where they experience the love of God in ways they never could have imagined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's not it. There's a couple more overt, clear references to faith. Yeah. Um, and one of them is in Best Day. Yes. It's such a good song. Yeah. The Best Day is a song that Taylor wrote for her mom, mm. for Andrea Swift. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a beautiful song that talks first about her mom, but also has mentions of her dad and her little brother, Austin. And this line is, God smiles on my baby brother. Yeah. And it's just sort of like God's touched my brother. He's Mm -hmm. blessed Blessed. him. He's Mm -hmm. blessed him just like he has blessed each one of us. And what a beautiful way of saying God smiles on you. Yeah. Like that's just such a beautiful representation of what we know God is, that he smiles on all of us. And I love hearing Taylor talk about God as one who blesses, right? Mm -hmm. In debut, it was one from whom we ask things, which is a part of how we pray. But another really important way that we pray is to acknowledge and name and celebrate the places where God has blessed mm-hmm. us and others. Yes. And so I love that image in this one. Yeah. Um, that especially the call then to baptism, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. God smiles on Jesus at his baptism. Yes. Uh, which is, is my beloved for whom well pleased. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. And then there's change. Yes, Change is such a beautiful song as well. It is. You don't realize how many of these songs really have those undertones mm-hmm. of faith, you know, that maybe she put in there on purpose or, you know, as we're interpreting, as we all interpret her lyrics. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, and Change says, and we'll sing, and, and we'll sing hallelujah, right? Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, look, you could sing this song in church, yes. right? And we'll yeah. sing hallelujah. Uh-huh. Um, as we grow and evolve and become mm-hmm. new people and overcome obstacles and all of that, that mm-hmm. is a part of what we do in life, in faith, we overcome obstacles. And when we get on the other side of them, we can mm-hmm. sing hallelujah. Yeah. And one of the really neat things is, as you're looking at all of her lyrics, um, it was my task this week to count lyrics as we were figuring out our verses. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I was looking at change, I realized in the first couple of choruses, it says, and we'll sing hallelujah. But in the very last stanza, it says, and we sang mm. hallelujah. So it's like we've accomplished what we were supposed to right. do. We have changed. We have done what we needed to do. We have become who God has called us to yes. be, right? Yes. And that's what, for me, that's what Jesus is, teaches mm-hmm. us, calls us to, is to be more than we think we can be. Mm-hmm to accomplish things that we would never expect. Yeah. I mean, the truth is both of us in our stories, we shared our, our early, our 2009 verses because we knew as we looked at this album, it became Mm -hmm. so clear how much our lives have changed. Yes. Yes. How much we've both grown in a lot of unexpected ways. Mm -hmm. 
2009 us didn't know each other. No. And neither of us expected to be in ministry. At all. Not at all. Not even a little. I mean, I had a tiny inkling, but. Not at all. But I was. Not at all. I'm about four years ahead of you. Yes. Right. And so I would go to seminary in 2012. So it wasn't that far off. Mm -hmm. Um, But. As I looked at this, change mm-hmm. is where I found my light first. My, okay. you know, my Your new, fearless. my new fearless first. And as much as I love, I'm going to find someone someday that might mm-hmm. actually treat me well. That's yeah. still ooh, deep in my soul. But in change, there's this great line. It's a revolution. The time will come for us to finally win. Mm-hmm. And this hope of this struggle, this journey is going somewhere. Yeah. And it's going to be successful. It, mm-hmm. it reminds me of, um, there's a mystic who says, and I'm sorry, I don't remember her name. Come at me, crew. Tell me who it is. <laughs> yes. um, all shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. Yes. Why do I think that's Julian of Norwich? I think it is. I think you're right. I feel like that's Julian of Norwich. It's Julian of Norwich. We'll make sure for the show notes. Right. We'll put it in. Yeah. Yeah. But this idea, right? Yes. It will come, and yes. we will finally win with yes. that was. Yes, and whatever that win is. Right. Yeah. Now, what about you? Which song do you come back to? So for the song I come back to, and I think it's sort of what I was talking about earlier, is how I've reviewed Mm -hmm. these songs. At 24, 25, it was very much the love, Mm -hmm. the love that I was hopeful for. And I'm still hopeful for that love. But the relationships that have stayed with me is... The relationship of my best friend, Christine, my bestest, um, who I met at 15, okay, about 15, 16, who has been my friend for 20 plus years. Girl, I just hit my 20 year college. I know. Graduation reunion thing. So yes, but it's, it's very atypical to have a friendship that's That's last that long. Mm -hmm. Um, and 15, when this album came out was mine and Christine's song. It was back when you used to pay for ringtones on your phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, oh, that was. That's a deep cut. That was her ringtone on my phone. I love it. Um, And when we saw Fear, when we saw the Fearless Tour in Columbus, our seats were in the first or second row of the lower level of Schottenstein. And there was a second stage in the back. And Taylor came and sang 15 at that stage. Mm. And. Of course, Christine and I, we will swear till our dying day that she sang it to us. I love it. Because she was looking at us. No one else was there. It was just the two of us. And I think this song just shows so much of how our relationship has changed in the 20 years that we've known each other. I mean, we met each other as teenagers. Right. I'm now in my late 30s. She's in her mid 30s. We have gone through life together. Mm -hmm. We've gone through deaths through marriage, through so much. But we've come out stronger on the other side because we've learned how to be friends, sisters, adults together. So I think the lyrics that, you know, I could have picked any number of things from 15, Mm -hmm. but we try not to do the whole song. Right, right. So I think for me, the words, the lyrics that stick with me are, I found time can heal most anything. And you just might find who you're supposed to be. I didn't know who I was supposed to be at 15. And like Paige had said, at 15, I would not have imagined in my wildest dreams. Hmm. That's later. That's, that's a couple more albums. That this is where I'd be sitting. Mm-hmm. 
that I have this, that Christine would still be with me on this journey that, you know, could not have imagined, right. you know, the life that I thought at 15, mm-hmm. the boy that I liked at 15, you know, is not at all what would happen. And I think that also shows my progression with my faith. Right. Is mm-hmm. that my faith at 15 was very basic. As, it, mean, as, it, as it should be. At you know, it wasn't, I hadn't, I had some life experiences, but not nearly as many as I would have in college and in seminary. Mm-hmm. Had not traveled globally yet. Had not seen the world. Had not experienced world events. Um, you know, hadn't explored who I was. Right. So I think, you know, you just might find who you're supposed to be. Mm. But I didn't know who I was supposed to be at 15. Right. You think you know who you're going to be at 15. But at 38, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Well, and what you mentioned this earlier, the power of Taylor coming back to these albums, yes. right? Yeah. And when she wrote that at 18, 19 years yeah. old, she's like, I didn't know I was supposed to be at 15. Exactly. Yeah. At 32, I'm thinking she was when mm-hmm. she re-recorded this. She's yes. 33 now. Yeah. We'll talk more about that later. Yes. Um, but she is, um, now she's somebody different than she thought mm-hmm. she would be at 18 yeah. and 19. Like, yeah. that keeps growing and and the beautiful thing is that Abigail is still by her side. Yeah. Although it was funny to listen to it again yes. right now because yes. there's this line of you'll be more than the girl well, who dates the boy on the football team. Right. As huh. she's dating huh. Huh. the boy on the football team. Um, but she's doing some great things. She's doing better things than, you know. Yeah. I, I saw a video and I digress momentarily. Yes. Where someone was saying that their couple names should be Tavis. Mm-hmm. Because Taylor uh, can sell out any stadium, anywhere, anytime she wants. Yeah, please come sell out Cleveland. Yeah, um, please, please, Donna, can you help us out? Yeah, you're here anyway. And Travis sells out one stadium sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, Tavis. And yes. Of course, Taylor is so much more than her significant others. Yes, as we see in future albums. Is- right. Yes, and we've sort of talked about it in this album, is that those relationships are important to her, but it's the relationship with her mom that you see woven throughout the rest of the eras. Relationship with her friends, how Abigail's been there with her, but now she has other friends Mm -hmm. that have grown with her. And, you know, that I think is really neat to see where, yes, we still get the heartbroken songs, but we get her other songs of redemption. Right. Yeah. And, and we'll see a lot of that next week on our next album right. or next episode, which will be Speak Now. Speak now. And that yeah. one is a response to Fearless in a lot of ways, yes. right? Yes. Um, she won lots of, she was one of the, I think, the highest awarded album in country music history yeah. with this one. She wrote, I think, all of it or most of it by herself. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people questioned that. Yeah. And so we but see. We'll get into all of that. Next week. Next week with Speak Now. But before yes. that. Yes. What are we doing this weekend, Paige? We get to go see the Eras movie. I'm so excited. I'm sure we'll talk about it a little too much yes. uh, next time. But we do hope that if you're going to see it, go have a great time. Yes. Um, enjoy 
Make your friendship bracelets. Make your friendship bracelets. Have just all the fun in the world. Um, and if you're not going, that's cool. It'll probably be on Disney Plus. Yeah, it'll be on one of the streaming services. No, as we said last week, we have no information. We're just very hopeful. We're very hopeful. With all of this. Right. So what we're doing next is we'll do Speak Now next week. We're prepping for the Eras movie. We're already planning our comfy elder millennial outfits that we will be wearing. Skinny um, jeans. Leggings and a sweatshirt. <laughs> um, you know, all the prepping and listening to all of the music to get ready for the Eras yes. movie. So, you know, if you're there, tag us. Would love yeah. to, you know, like your post and all that sort yes. of stuff. And we have something that we're doing on Sundays. We'll put our Sunday question mm-hmm. up on our Instagram feed. And this week, we're going to ask you to put in your what fearless Jesus story you would add mm-hmm. to this era. What your track five Jesus story would be. And, or you can do any of those three, what your verse is, whether when it first came out or now. Great. Yes. We we want to hear from you all. And there are a bunch of ways to find us and follow us and, and yes. join us on this journey. Mm-hmm. As Megan mentioned earlier, we have a brand new website. It's pastorswifties.com. Yes. And you can find our episodes embedded there, our show notes, which will include scriptures or links, different things to help you follow along. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not, it is a work in progress, friends. Yes. It is, it's very debut. It's it's right. It is in its debut era. Yes. And it'll keep evolving. Uh, it'll keep changing. Yes. Uh, at, over time. But you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, YouTube Music. We're working on Google Play. Hoping we'll be there soon. Podbean. Podbean. And uh, I think that's Facebook. Facebook and Instagram. We're getting to TikTok. It's a process. It'll come. We're elder millennials. We don't always understand all of that. And stuff. I'm not allowed to use anyway. Yeah. That so goes. we're so excited to yes. keep going. Next week, speak now. All the purple. I'm yes. So all the purple. Maybe a little bit about the heiress tour, or maybe that will be something separate. Right. We'll yes. see how that goes. Friends, we have loved having you with us again yes, on this journey. Thank and you so, so much. Uh, we're going to pray us out. It's our yes. PS prayer. So our Pastor Swifty's prayer. Yes. Let's pray. Oh, God, we are so thankful for your call to us to this work. Watch over all those who listen. Watch over all of us as we continue to be fearless. Give us all that we need, even if we're not sure what it is, and help us to know that we are exactly who we are supposed to be today. Pray in Jesus' name with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And may this benediction send you on to your next thing. Be fearless in all that you do. Do not be afraid to change. And remember, the breath of the Holy Spirit is always with you, making today the best day. Amen. Thanks, guys. Bye. See you next week. week.